thank you for joining us on Love That VoiceOver, where we explore the people and projects behind the microphone in depth. This is Kay Bess, voice of the Tennis Channel, and the Property Brothers, seasons one through four on HGTV. Keep listening to Love That VoiceOver with Love That Rebecca. And I love that Rebecca. Okay, everybody, we're back with the fabulous, the wonderful, the joyous and synchronistic Carol Rath of GoVoices.com. <laughs> we just had a nice break, and uh, we were kind of talking about synchronicity the last time before the break. And what I wanted to talk to Carol now about is really the future so we understand you know about the past and the present what about the future what what are you seeing going on in the voiceover industry changes maybe that you can tell you know you see this changing or you've seen it change and trends that you see um well i think i probably see the same trends that many people in your audience would see which is the business being watered down so much by so many people entering it Mm -hmm. and accepting work for so little pay so that rates are going down and down and down. Um, so we all see that. Right. But I also see that the market for voiceover keeps expanding. It, it isn't getting smaller. It's getting larger. And I see that all the time. We keep, I'm like, every week we have 10 new clients, I think. We have so many people looking for voiceover. So, it, you know, there is good news in the middle of all that. Right. And I think my business model and what has grown my business so far, and I think will keep it going, mm-hmm. is personal service. When people come to us, we're going to hold their hand, we're going to walk them through it, we're going to be super friendly and responsive. We get back to people within 10 minutes of them contacting us because nobody wants to wait these days and right. I don't want like to wait either. So, you right. know, we respond and... My business model has been since the beginning, I'm going to represent the best people and I'm going to try to get the very best rates for them. And we turn down a great deal of work. And I'm just like, nope, that's not us. Right. Nope, yes, go get that someplace else. Right. When you come to us where you're getting good people, the rates are still lower than I would like them to be often, mm-hmm. but I am holding my own. And then we are often going to people and saying, what you're offering just isn't enough. We can't do it for that. Can you bring it at least to this point? And then we can find something for you. Right. So I, that's my advice to everybody out there. If you feel like you're good at your craft, then value that accordingly. Right. And don't sell yourself short. Don't sell the business short. And how do you suggest, just in considering that I see this dialogue a lot online in various locations, what, what is your way of deciding when you say, maybe we can't do it for you at this rate, but here's a suggested rate and we can find you talent. How do you know where that number should be for you without, without giving away trade secrets here, of course? <laughs> I try not to have trade secrets, and I'm, you know, always happy to share with people our our, our rate sheets Um, because, uh, you know, sometimes I share them with other agents, and they'll go, "Oh my gosh, you get this much? 
(laughs) Right, right. I do. (laughs) Well, I have to say I've been with various agents. Let me just jump in here and talk about a little bit of the the business model and the experience from a talent side, just to give you something to leap off of. Um, I've worked with agents in different markets, and I've worked with people online, and I've worked directly with some clients that have found me through online those uh, voices one, two, three, or whatever. And um, in in many cases, um, you know, you have to get everything in agreement and go back and forth. And what's really lovely about working with Go Voices is everything is in one place. Once there's a booking, and I'm just talking about that point, not, you know, the, the, the audition setup that you have is really, really good too. I've seen that in a couple of places, but unique to what I see at Go Voices is when there is a booking, there's um, an email with a link from the agent that booked, you know, that's handling that project at the agency. The link, when you click on it, it has the whole description of the job, the rate, the requirements, everything is there and everything that you're agreeing to when you accept the job and you click to accept the job. And I found that to be so wonderful and so technologically easy and intuitive and uh, my compliments in that regard, because it really works well. I know we're talking about what ch- trends there are and things like that. And I guess I just want to say that little moment, because even though it seems small, it's kind of big because it really makes you very streamlined in what you're doing, too, I would imagine. It does. And um, also, that job that you're talking about, that that we call the voucher because we're sticking to the old term, I guess, the job voucher is stored for you on our website. You can always go back and find it. And mm-hmm. that same voucher is stored for the client. So both of you can log in and see that job. And yeah. at the end of the year, if you're wanting to send out Christmas cards or something like that to the clients you've worked with, you can see all the jobs you've done and ha- and the client's name and address so you can send them something to there you go. So, you know, that that's lovely. And I know this is not the best topic in terms of it's difficult, but you mentioned somewhere earlier in the interview that you had a, a, an, a talent, you know, try to go around you once. And I know that, that that is a fear for many people. And that's a fear for some people who are trying to build online sites where they're trying to control everything so that the talent can't connect directly with the, with the actual client. Well, I guess I'm giving my perspective on it when I ask you a question this way. But can you speak <laughs> to that issue? Can you speak to that fear? And can you speak to why you're not handling things the same way? Um, I think it speaks to what I was saying about voiceover talent earlier is that most of the people I work with are extremely professional Mm -hmm. and they understand the rules. They understand that if they're working with an agent, they use that agent for that client from then on. And I, I get contacted often by talent who, who say to me, this client just contacted me directly and I think they came from you and what do you want me to do about it? Which is what I would expect. Right. You know? Right. right. And, um, and that's part of being just a voiceover agent because the voiceover talent normally will do that. Right. And, and so the, I just trust people. Yeah. And, and I have to say from a talent side, like this person did for you, you know, it's easier to let the agent talk about the money and all of that and handle all of that because we have enough going on already. It's so much nicer if we can have somebody helping us in that way and somebody that we trust um, and somebody who lays it all out there so that they're transparent about it. Mm-hmm. I did want to mention that piece of technology uh, overall with the 
expansion of opportunity, but the lowering of rates, let's say, in general as well, looking in your crystal ball, <laughs> how do you see things really in the longer term if you if you care to? You know, I wish I knew. <laughs> we have this discussion um, fairly often in our office. Um, I get, you know, I'm getting older, but my employees are still pretty young, and they they seem to love being agents. And so, you know, even if I decide to retire, which I have no thought of that now in my mind, but I will someday. Right. And um, but they may not want to. So what's ahead for them? So in terms of thinking about the company, I think not only about myself, but I think about my employees and if they would want to carry on after I retire or something like that. So how do we make it work? And what we've kind of come to is that we don't have a crystal ball and we can't really see, but what we can do is talk to the people who are seeking voiceover talent and listen to them and note what they want and what works for them and respond to that. So that's what we try to do. We try to be responsive to the people who are seeking voice talent. Right, right. And as you need to, you will adjust and keep working with them in the ways that might change that you you would flex flex with. That's what you're saying. Exactly. Right. Exactly. I mean, like we've gone through over a year of kind of difficulty making our website as friendly as possible for mobile devices and we're facing now we're going to probably have to rebuild the whole site oh yeah oh gosh Mm. but you got to right right (laughs) right it's an investment and Mm -hmm. um sometimes people in a creative capacity have a hard time defining what it means for them to be truly successful do you currently or or do you see it as a future element of defining yourself as truly successful? What would that be if you wanted to define it? Um, I am successful. I I feel successful. Somehow I knew you were going to say that. Yes, I know. <laughs> in terms of the business, certainly it, business has doubled every year since I've been in business. Wow. More than doubled some years. So that is successful. Yeah. I have great relationships with the people I work with and it's a joy to work with them and that to me is successful. Yeah. I look forward to going to work every day and that is successful. Yeah. And despite what I said about people being on email with me early in the morning, I have a life outside of the office. Great. Um, that is fulfilling and good and that's successful and I Actually, I can't imagine a better life than I have right now. Yay! Yay, that is truly successful. And, uh, and that's nice, and that's perfect for taking a quick break. This is Kay Bess. Love that voiceover? We'll be right back. Do you want more wild abandon in your life? How about more time to practice character voices? Then hop on into voiceover improvisation. Yes, online on Skype from the great ease of your home studio. Learn more. Go to vo-improv.com or Twitter at voimprov. Fire up your neurons, baby. All right, back to the show. 
And we're back with Carol and uh, the truly successful Carol, Carol Rath of GetVoices.com. <laughs> so Carol, you know, thinking of just what you do outside, are there any things you can share with us? What about outside of, of work? What is there for you? What do you do? What do you like? Um, I mentioned earlier that I was part of a spiritual community. I would say my number one passion in life is spirituality. Um, I realized uh, probably 17 or 18 years ago that I really, really wanted to know God. I wanted to know the being that created me, and I wanted to know why it created me and what that meant for me, if it meant anything, and how that would change my life if I truly sought that knowledge. So I went on a path. I just said, I'm going to make this more important than anything else in my life. Just understanding Mm -hmm. who I am as a soul and um, what this life means and what my life means and what love is. I wanted to know all these things. And so I, I put a lot of effort into this, like getting up and meditating at 530 wow. every morning for years. And, and That's awesome. Doing things like that. That's definitely. Um, but it was all worth it. That's definitely an effort that is a continuous effort, right? Right. And it continues. And it's been the most amazing, wonderful ride I could ever imagine. And I have been rewarded way beyond my expectations. So that is the main focus of my life. Wow. Lovely. In addition to my friends and everything else that I do and my grandkids and all this stuff but that are all wonderful, but, but this is my passion. Yeah, yeah. Wow, that's really cool. Is there anything else you'd like to add about that? Um. I, I could I could say that in, in terms of testimony that when I started that quest, I had been clinically depressed for years and um, had to take antidepressants or I was suicidal. Oh, wow. And a year into the journey, I was able to go off the antidepressants and I've never been depressed since. Oh, and wow. And as you, as you witnessed, I'm, I'm happy and fulfilled now. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, that's that's incredible and and a nice testimony, like you said, for people to give them hope. You know, because because um, you know there are lots of people that struggle in various ways. Depression being another one of you know many ways that people struggle. Well, let's go to then after this serious moment with Carol. <laughs> let's go to something a little bit more lighthearted, even though we love the spirituality aspect. Really, really do namaste by the way. Um, Thank you. (laughs) um, Are you involved with, um, you know, do you use the agency to be involved with a nonprofit charity or do you? We haven't up to this point, but funny you should mention it. You know, we try to do team building, you know, go out and have fun together type thing. Yeah. Um, So our our next thing is going to be, uh, we're going to be cooking dinner for a, a group home for teenagers. Oh wow! Very cool. I hope yeah. they're easy so on you. Our, that will be our first our first dip as an agency into volunteer charitable work. That's really cool because you get to be there together and experience it together. That's really cool. Mm-hmm. Congratulations on that endeavor. We will follow up. Thank you. <laughs> um, one of the things you mentioned that you thought would be a good topic is 
in quotes, I wish my talent knew dot, dot, dot. What would you like to say about what you'd like your talent, you wished your talent would know? Well, I think the conversation is probably um, given some tips on that. But yeah. after I wrote the question, I sat and thought about it a little bit. And like, what, what really, what really is it? What's the thing that I would like people to know? And um, what came to me and what I believe deeply is that you are enough. And what people want to hear when you're doing voiceover is you. They want to hear your feeling that comes up from within you about whatever you're saying or whatever you can make up about what you're saying. <laughs> right, <laughs> and right. what you're saying has inspired no passion whatsoever. But, <laughs> but right. it's, it's the quality of who you are that makes a good voiceover. It's not the imitation you do of somebody else who's good at it. And when people see those specs, they say, I want you to sound like whoever, Julia Roberts or John Krasinski or whoever. Um, what they're saying is this person is themselves. Right. They have this unique quality that makes them who they are and we hear it in their voice. And that's what we want from you. I feel that I often hear people kind of reaching or, or twisting themselves up a little bit to try to achieve what they think the client is looking for. Mm -hmm. And I would like to um, offer another way to do it, which is to find how you respond to the copy and how you respond to the script. Keeping in mind the specs, of course, you don't want to go off the deep end. Right. But if you were a person saying these words, who would you be? And how do you relate to that? And who would you be speaking to? And how do you relate to that person? And why in the world would you even say it? And why is it important to you? And what can you find about this that inspires a connection in you mm -hmm. that is authentic to you? Right. Does that make sense? I love it. I think it makes total sense. I think that a lot of people think it's just about, you know, how you sound and not actually why you're saying what you're saying. And it really is about acting. Every element that you just described with all the questions that you said, what about this, what about that, or why this, why that, are all about making acting choices. It's really about putting yourself in an imaginary circumstance and uh, finding yourself there so that you can be yourself while you'd be, hey, using these words. Exactly. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> exactly. I would encourage all voiceover talent to take some beginning acting classes and learn how to analyze a script and develop a character. Yeah. And I wish, oh, I often wish, I wish this so much. I wish that I could play the auditions for the talent, but I can't play other people's auditions for you, you know? Yeah. That's, that's crossing an ethical line that I can't cross. But. As we go through them, just listening to them is so informative. And actually, I think that those voiceover, uh, those weekend workouts that they have on uh, Voice Bank are, can be helpful for that because you can hear other people audition True. and you can see the feedback that they get. True. So I think those are, are really helpful. But we can get an audition and we'll have 20 auditions that we're listening to and 18 of them sound the same. Sound the same. Like, 
every word that's emphasized is the same word that everybody else has emphasized. Every pause is at the same place with the same moment as everybody else has. You know, nobody took the time to do something just a little bit different with it, just a little bit more interesting. Yeah. They all just said, oh, here's the script. I know how to read this. And they read it and they move on. And I understand that because there's a pile of scripts in front of you sometimes that you have to audition. Right. But then I hear the people who took the time. Right. I hear the people who I can, I can feel the imagery in their voice as they talk. I can feel the connection. I can feel when they had a revelation about something that's in that script. Right. And, and it's stunning to listen to. Absolutely stunning. Yeah, they really stand out then. Yeah, and because it's different from what everybody else is doing. Because you hear the difference. It's like, oh, listen to that. Listen yeah. to that one. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. And and I'm assuming that those are the ones who get selected by clients more often than not. They do. Now, on the other hand, there are just voice types that are hot sometimes. Right. And, I, and we will see people that's like, that guy again? <laughs> <laughs> right. Again? Right. Are you kidding me? Right. He was good, but was he that was he that much better than everybody else every time? No, his voice is just like it's resonating. It's it's in the the collective mind and they go, Oh, that one. Right, you know? right. So that's when things are out of your control. You can't help how people react to the quality of your voice. You can't help the zeitgeist of the moment. <laughs> Exactly. You cannot help that. <laughs> well, we are almost toward the end of the interview, but hang on tight, everybody. We're not done yet. We'll be right back with Carol Rath of Go Voices. Hey there. Thanks for listening to Love That VoiceOver. Just a small quick break to say thank you so much. This is my passion project, which means, you know, I'm not making money on this. It's just my way to give back to the VO community, which has given me so much over the years. So this show is my way of passing it on. I also want to thank you for listening. I'm so glad you like it. If you don't mind taking a moment to get a little bit more involved, and you're listening on iTunes, please subscribe to the show and rate the show with some stars or some comments. Go to lovethatvoiceover.com and sign up on the list, and I'll send you notifications when I have new interviews, new guests. Also on Facebook, there's a Facebook page, Love That Voiceover, where you can leave me comments. And on Twitter, you can chat with me after you've listened to a show. Just send me a note at lovethatvo. All right, everybody, we're back. Hey. <laughs> and so now we're going to do the famous Love That Voiceover Rorschach questions round. It's going to be quick. We start you off easy. Don't worry. It's not like a quiz or anything. We basically ask some questions and you just tell us the first thing that comes into your mind. And we accept it as such. It's just the first thing you're thinking of just right now today. And that's all there is to it. Okay. So what's your current favorite color? Red. Who's your favorite um, American president? Jimmy Carter. Ah, what is your favorite <laughs> beverage or cocktail? Red wine. Okay, now think of your closet, the first closet that comes into mind, and tell us about one item in that closet. Uh, I have a <laughs> new shirt that I love. It's that white cottony material, that kind of Indian cottony, gauzy material, mm. and it's got 
swirls all over it and it makes me feel pretty. Awesome. Lovely. Um, <laughs> what kind of what kind of food is your favorite kind of food, whether it's a particular dish or a particular uh, cultural type of food, maybe? I don't care. Okay, well... If I were on a desert island and I could have one food, it would be brownies. Oh, my God. <laughs> but in real life, I don't eat sugar anymore. Oh. <laughs> well, can, so, we, can we stay uh, on the brownie for a second? First, before we talk sure. about the real reality, the harsh reality, let's go back to that island. <laughs> let's go back to that brownie and tell me what that brownie is like. Because there's kind of two kinds of brownies. Because I've been a brownie lover, although I don't eat them so much anymore either. I like the crunchy, not so high, dense ones. I like them crunchy on the top and then very moist but dense on the inside. Now, there's another kind that's more cakey. So which is which is it for you? <laughs> not cakey. I like your kind. Okay, cool. Yeah. Nice. I could eat I could eat brownies with you. <laughs> you, you we could totally eat brownies together. <laughs> Dark chocolate or milk chocolate, which is the preference for you there? Uh, you know, I have always said milk chocolate that I have been working my way back to dark chocolate and, mm. and learning to love it. So I, I kind of like I said, I'm not eating sugar these days, but if I were going to, I would buy the one that's like the, the least dark that you can get. Okay. Okay, cool. So, oh, oh while well, yes. well, well, I have you, I'm going to interrupt this test because <laughs> something just came to my mind. And that is as lovely and wonderful and generous and thoughtful as it is of people to send us goodies at Christmas time. <laughs> Oh, yeah. It is less appreciated than you might think because we get buried in sugar at Christmas time. Right, right. So that's, that, that's something I wish my talent knew. <laughs> that's really good. No buried sugar, please. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. So, um, you know, if you get involved in a charity, you know, people could send donations to a charitable cause in your name. Um, that's my favorite. That's my favorite thing. Okay, great. So we solved that. There we go. Yes, there we go. Well, now, not quite last, but but almost, what natural gift that you don't have would you really love to have had this life, but, but you would love to possess it, but you don't have it? I'd love to be able to draw and paint. I'm not, that's not a good skill. Nothing that I have in my mind translates to the page oh. very well. <laughs> okay, so Carol, last question. If you could win any, any award, what award or for what would it be? I would be so pleased if I could win an award for kindness. <laughs> um. I'm a Capricorn, and I have tons of fire in my astrology chart, and I don't know if people believe in that or not, but I tend to be kind of, I can be very abrupt and um, can interrupt people and kind of, I'm moving forward, I'm on a mission, and, um, and I don't like that part of me all the time. I don't like it when it comes to interactions with people. Mm-hmm. So I've been on a quest to become kinder and more thoughtful and more patient with people oh nice oh nice so the the kinder more patient kindness award (laughs) i i I would love it if that would actually be the case (laughs) 
<laughs> and I could be like that all the time. Oh, well, I'm sure, based on my experience, you do that a lot more than you give yourself credit for. I will just put that out there, sincerely. Thank you. Yeah. So, any last ideas or thoughts you'd like to share with the audience? Um, I would like to express my gratitude. Sure. To all the people I work with, particularly the talent that I represent, and just for what they have given me over the years in terms of friendship, in terms of support, in terms of um, all the professionalism, all the, the times that I, I knew I could trust people and count on people and that I've been able to build my life and my business because people have been that way and offered me that. Yeah. And um, yeah, that's it. I'm very grateful. Wonderful. And I am very grateful as well to have had you as a wonderful guest on Love That VoiceOver. Thank you so, so much for spending some time with us on a Saturday from your home. We really appreciate (laughs) it very, very much. Thank you. It's been a real pleasure talking with you. And so that's it, everybody. Come back next time for our new guest. And if you didn't hear parts one or two with Carol, be sure you go back and find them and listen and learn the whole story. Until next time, thanks for listening to Love That VoiceOver. Lots of love to you, you sexy, beautiful, adorable person. Take care.